I watched film so that you don't have to, and I'm going to tell you what I saw from Washington Commanders defensive backs Emmanuel Forbes and Quan Martin. That and more on today's episode of Locked On Commanders. Your daily podcast on the Washington Commanders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. Welcome to Commanders fans of the Locked On Commanders podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. This is your daily podcast covering the Washington Commanders. Please subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast. So you always get the latest episodes as they drop. I'm David Harrison, credential member of the media covering the Washington Commanders for Commander Country, a part of Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation. You can find me there, here, or on Twitter at dharrison82, or you can text me anytime at 202-760-2644. Thank you all for making Lockdown Commanders your first listen or your first view today and every day. And a special thank you, as always, to my everydayers, and a special welcome to any new listeners or new viewers who have discovered the show thanks to the NFL Draft. We hope that you enjoy the show. Hope that you contribute, uh, comment, ask questions, whatever you like, uh, and I hope that you stick around. Where do Emmanuel Forbes and Quan Martin fit in which Washington's in Washington's depth chart? I'll tell you that. But first, we have to discuss our film study. Now, subtexters, I'm going to send you the links for the videos that I watched on uh, Wednesday morning when the uh, video drops at 9 a.m. Eastern time. I will be sending out that link probably about noon. Some of you are on the West Coast. I don't want to send you a text at 6 o'clock in the morning uh, in case you're fortunate enough to be able to sleep longer than 6 a.m. So that text will probably come out around noon, uh, maybe 1 o'clock, just to make sure that it's late enough in the day uh, for the majority of people here. Uh, Again, I'm going to send you the links for the videos that I watch. And I say videos because college film is actually really, really hard to come by. And the film that I can get access to, I can't actually share with you. So in order to make this thing work, because I also can't take clips of the film that I'm watching, either even if it's from YouTube, because it is copyright protected. And uh, we're, we're not trying to get this show uh, shut down. Plus, Tegna would fire me uh, in a heartbeat if I violated those uh, copyright uh, infringements, those, those licensing uh, deals. So can't show you the video, but we're going to talk through this thing. And if you want to watch the video that I describe here, by all means, you'll have access to that playlist. Uh, again, to all the subtexters uh, about noon Eastern time on Wednesday. So here's what we did. Uh, we looked through a bunch of videos and how I narrowed this down actually was with the help of Washington Commanders defensive backs coach Brent Wieselmeyer. So uh, Coach Wieselmeyer talked to us in Ashburn over the weekend. And when we asked him about Emmanuel Forbes, he pointed to some very specific games and some very specific instances. Now, one of the instances that he spoke about was against the Kentucky Wildcats. It was a screen pass that was beautifully read by Emmanuel Forbes, picked off, returned for a touchdown. Um, I did not watch that full game. That clip is certainly out there. I think Nikki Javala from the Washington Post has tweeted it out. Uh, if you guys can't find it, let me know, and I'll tweet it out as well. It is a beautiful, beautiful play. You're going to want to watch that thing like five, six, seven times just to take in everything that actually happens pre-snap uh, and then at the snap of the ball. But I watched three games. The first two we're going to talk about here in this segment uh, against Arizona early in the season and then against Alabama because we want to get a base mark uh, or a benchmark kind of of who was Emmanuel Forbes early on in the in the 2022 college football season. And then we go later in the season against some top-tier talent in Alabama, and we see who he was then. And then our last game that we'll talk about in the next segment was actually at the end of the season to kind of see and get a picture of who he became through the course of the year and how his game changed just a little bit. So starting off with Arizona. Uh, for those of you who were to watch this film, uh, when that when that list comes out, he's wearing number thirteen for the Mississippi State Bulldogs, and this is week 
two of the 2022 NFL season against the Arizona Wildcats. Now, in this game, if you notice, he plays primarily right cornerback. So as you're looking for him, he's going to be on the right side of the defensive formation for the most part. And that's a trend that is pretty normal uh, throughout the rest of his film uh, as well. I think there's a there's a spurt there against Illinois in our third game that we're going to talk about where he actually switches to the left side, but he eventually moves back to the right side. So the good thing is he can play both sides of the defensive formation. It doesn't look like it's strong side, weak side dependent. Sometimes he's on the right and it's the strong side. Sometimes it's the weak side. It doesn't look like he's necessarily following a specific receiver either. So mostly right side, but the good news is, uh, again, he can play on either side. Now, the first play uh, from the video that uh, it actually starts in the game. So they, uh, whoever put this video up actually started recording the game a little bit later uh, than they were supposed to. So it actually starts with the game already in progress a little bit. It's okay. There's enough there to get an accurate depiction of how Emmanuel Forbes did in that game. But the very first play uh, that stands out for me is the second and 20. It's in the first quarter when Mississippi is already down seven. Mississippi State is already down seven to six. Uh, against the Wildcats. It's a broken play. There's a lot of broken plays in this game, and Arizona's quarterback is a scrambling quarterback who's able to evade tackles, evade contact, and make plays last a little bit longer. That's really how he made his money, how he made his mark uh, at the college football level. But what you'll notice about Emmanuel Forbes, so when you watch this play initially, you don't get to see Emmanuel Forbes do the entire clip, but if you watch the replay, the broadcast actually shows you down the field where you can actually see Emmanuel Forbes and some of the other teammates. And what you'll notice is there are some Mississippi State guys who essentially stop pursuing the play, and they kind of say, okay, this is crazy. I don't know what's going to happen. But you'll notice Manuel Forbes, feet, is always, feet are always moving. He's always moving, never stops with the play, ends up being in a position to make a play on the ball. Now, he doesn't actually get the interception. One of his teammates gets the interception, but Emmanuel Forbes ends up on the ground because he jumps up, tries to get the interception, misses the ball. He lands on the ground. His teammate gets the interception. Here's what is impressive about that play. Not only just that throughout the entire scramble drill, he's still moving. He's still attentive. He still knows where his guy is. He still knows where the quarterback is, but he gets up and actually becomes the lead blocker for his teammates return. Uh, 18 yards that return went for into plus territory, setting up the Mississippi State offense in Arizona territory. Emmanuel Forbes going up for, to make a play on the ball, staying alive with the play getting up off the ground and becoming a lead blocker at 166 pounds. That's uh, that's pretty legit. Kind of shows you something that Coach Wieselmeyer told us about. This dude does not back down from anything. Next play that stood out is a third and eight that comes in the second quarter. The ball is on the Mississippi State 24, so the Arizona or Arizona Wildcats are moving into Mississippi State uh, territory. The Bulldogs are up 15-7, to seven, and Emmanuel Forbes is playing off coverage, seven yards off of his wide receiver, six yards off the line of scrimmage. His receiver is off of the line of scrimmage, drops into a deep zone, looks like quarters coverage to me while maintaining eye contact with the quarterback, which I know looks a little bit easy when you watch it on television and on film, but believe me, it is hard to run one way and look the other way. Oh, by the way, you got to keep track of this dude who's a super athlete who's trying to beat you on this route, prevents the wide receiver from getting in his blind spot. For those of you who don't know, when receivers are taught to run, especially these fly routes and all these things, and you have a cornerback that is running with you but looking uh, the other direction, you want to get into their blind spot. You want to try to get and you basically run at their hip, run at the ear hole of their helmet because they lose sight of you, and that allows you to kind of manipulate how things are going to do or going to go. But if you watch Emmanuel Forbes, as he's watching the quarterback keeping tabs on his receiver, he positions himself in a way that the wide receiver cannot get into his blind spot. 
cannot get away from him. The ball comes out. Emmanuel Forbes is watching the quarterback the whole way. In fact, he sees the ball before the intended receiver does, turns into a wide receiver. Something that Coach Wiesmeyer talked about with Emmanuel Forbes is how he reminds him a little bit of Charles Woodson in the way that when the ball is in the air, he turns into a receiver. This is a perfect play to illustrate that fact. Comes down with the ball. It was ruled that he stepped on the sideline, so it was not an interception, but it was an amazing play uh, regardless. Third and seven is our next play against Arizona. Third quarter on the Arizona 41. Uh, Mississippi State is up 25 to 10 at this point, and it's just a smooth, smooth play. Fluid from, from, from the back pedal into trail technique. Good change of direction. Again, it's a scramble drill, and they actually show uh, the broadcast highlights Emmanuel Forbes as he comes down with an interception, and you can see him. He trails uh, his 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 receiver. The receiver goes into a break. Emmanuel Forbes shuts down right there with him, gets into the break along with him. The, uh, the receiver actually beats him to the outside, but Emmanuel Forbes sees the ball, sees the angle, and very quickly computes where he needs to go, cuts off the ball, gets the interception. In that game, PFF graded Emmanuel Forbes at a 70.9 coverage grade. 0 for 1 in man coverage on nine coverage snaps was Arizona's quarterback. 1 for 3 against Emmanuel Forbes for four yards in zone coverage on 22 coverage snaps. Uh, Forbes also came up with a 63 run defense grade, 19 run defense snaps, no tackles, but also no missed tackles. That's kind of a trend uh, as well. So that's the first game that we watched for Emmanuel Forbes. Film study, we've got two more coming up, and we've got Quan Martin. That's coming up on today's episode of Locked On Commanders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode of Locked On Commanders is brought to you by FanDuel. Make a fast break to FanDuel during the NBA playoffs because right now, new customers, you can get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. I took the Nuggets to beat the Suns in Game 2 of the Western Conference semifinals on Monday night, and they made me money despite the fact that Jamal Murray shot terribly uh, for the night, the Denver Nuggets still eked out the win, and Denver is now four-point underdogs as the series shifts to Phoenix. I'm thinking about taking the points on that one. Meanwhile, the Boston Celtics are 10-point favorites to beat Philadelphia their next time out. Josh Harris, one of the owners of the Philadelphia 76ers, maybe you're interested, maybe you're not. I know it's not the Wizards, but they're actually playing. If you want to throw down either of those, you can do it with FanDuel, and it's all done on a safe and secure app that is incredibly easy to navigate and place your bets on that's why there's no better place to bet on playoff action than at America's number one sportsbook. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel, official sports betting partner of the NBA. Time flies when you're having fun. I actually wanted to get two games of Emmanuel Forbes uh, film watch into the first segment, but I was only able to get one before we had to get to our first Break. So we're going to pick it up week eight at Alabama, Mississippi State Bulldogs at Alabama again, week eight. So not midway towards in the season, but a little bit later than midway in the season. Uh, had a really good stick on the swing pass that the Alabama Crimson Tide tried to uh, to execute on a left end run defense. Uh, he had better technique from week two to week eight. That's really what we kind of wanted to see in week two. He definitely was willing to stick his nose in there, but the technique was kind of lacking a lot of diving for people's ankles. Uh, and all those, and those are still going to happen. He's a small dude, you know what I mean? It's going to happen. But we did see better technique and better focus on that technique in week eight than we did compared uh, to week two. The real interesting thing about this game, guys, because I'm going to be honest with you, he had a 64.5 coverage grade, which sounds really bad, right? But here's the thing. Zero targets in 10-man coverage snaps. Zero targets in 25 zone coverage snaps. That means that Emmanuel Forbes 
was in man coverage 10 times in this game, in zone coverage 25 times in this game, and got targeted not once. That's why he's got a very pedestrian 64.5 coverage grade because he never really had to cover or defend against the pass. Bryce Young, Heisman Trophy winning, number one overall NFL draft pick, franchise savior of the Carolina Panthers, didn't target Emmanuel Forbes not one time. And if you watch this game, what I want you guys to do is really pay attention to Bryce Young and the receiver that Emmanuel Forbes is guarding because it's not like Emmanuel Forbes' guy just was not in the progression. Bryce Young would hit that progression and almost immediately come off almost every single time. So that was really interesting to me. Talk about getting the respect of a Heisman Trophy winning quarterback that plays for Alabama, a program that does not back down to anybody. They didn't. They won the game, so I'm not going to say they backed down, but Bryce Young won in no parts of Emmanuel Forbes. Emmanuel Forbes also had a 78.5 run defense grade in that game, 25 run defense snaps, two tackles, one assisted tackle, did have a penalty, no missed tackles, which is obviously uh, very good. So that's the second Emmanuel Forbes game we watched. Now we're going to move on to the third and final game, which ironically enough was the ReliaQuest Bowl game versus Illinois. So talk about a perfect segue into Quan Martin. We're going to talk about Emmanuel Forbes and how he did against Illinois. Then we'll jump right over to Quan Martin and how he did against Mississippi State. In the Illinois game, I observed a wide receiver screen that the Illinois Fighting Illini tried to execute. And similar to that Kentucky play, if you watch the Kentucky play and you watch this film and you find this, this, this wide receiver screen that Emmanuel Forbes was able to sniff out very quickly, he's about six or seven yards, guys, off of the line of scrimmage when this play is about to go down. You kind of see he reads the formation, reads the motion, and says, you know what? I recognize this. This is going to be a screen to this guy. He jumps it completely. For, fortunately for Illinois, the quarterback this time, unlike Will Levis, saw it and said, nope, let me hold this ball. Uh, it was a busted play, but Emmanuel Forbes absolutely sniffing out that screen. I mean, this dude, if you watch him play, you're going to see time that he is really, really good at sniffing out those screens and very aggressive when he does so. And all in all, throughout all three games that you see, despite his slight stature, right, is that he's a very willing tackler. He may not be completely equipped due to his size, to be that aggressive tackler for the Washington Commanders defense in the NFL level, but he is a very willing guy. He's going to do what the Washington Commanders ask him to do. No business decisions happening from Emmanuel Forbes. Uh, 64.1 coverage grade against the Illinois Fighting Illini. Zero coverage in nine-man coverage snaps. Uh, in zone coverage, he played 25 zone coverage snaps, four for six for 35 yards, and a pass defended. Uh, I'll take those numbers every, every single week. 57.7 run defense grade, one tackle on 18 run defense snaps again. No missed tackles. Flip it over to the other side of that game. Quan Martin, the second-round draft pick for the Washington Commanders, number 21 if you're watching Illinois film. Again, rely Quest Bowl versus Mississippi State now. Certainly a more physical brand of defensive back, but it's basically what you expect, especially coming out of Illinois, who loves to run man coverage. And Quan Martin certainly looks solid in man coverage, does look confident in zone coverage, however. Not his greatest game here against Mississippi State, but he was also playing without Devin Weatherspoon, some other Illinois defenders taking the game off to get ready for the NFL draft. Overall, his grade, 55.5 coverage grade, 8 for 9 for 88 yards total, a touchdown given up on 48 coverage snaps uh, for that game. And he played 46 of those snaps in the slot. 63.6 run defense grade, zero tackles on 19 defensive snaps, zero missed tackles as well. So that's the bowl game, right? That's the very last college game that Quan Martin and Emmanuel Forbes played. So I jumped all the way back to the beginning of the season, just like I did with Emmanuel Forbes, and we go to week one versus Wyoming. 
And in this game, guys, Quan Martin has an 85.3 overall grade. And boy, does it show when you watch this game. Aggressive in the slot. When he's down there in the box, he is just looking to jump a route, whether it's to try to get his hands on the ball, whether it's to put a hit on the receiver. He is aggressive in the slot. You guys are going to really enjoy watching that. Stays high when he's the safety. Uh, there's going to be times where you watch this, you go, I don't see number 21 on the field. Trust me, he's on the field, and if it's a run play or a short play, you're going to see him run into the frame. Stays high as a safety, keeps his discipline, even when action's happening in front of him, and waits to commit until the right moment. Ran with Witherspoon on interception return. We talked about Emmanuel Forbes going to the ground. His teammate gets interception. He jumps up, becomes a lead blocker. There's a similar situation in the game against Wyoming where Devin Witherspoon comes down with an interception, and Quan Martin uh, actually runs down the field with him. Doesn't really become a lead blocker, so to speak, but you like the effort. And you like the fact that he doesn't just watch his teammate run downfield uh, and celebrate. He gets in on the action and gets ready. You can kind of see him setting up like, okay, if, if he cuts in, I'm here ready to kind of block off uh, for him. Also had a great contain and run. Uh, ran the quarterback out of bounds on a quarterback scramble. There's about a 10, 10 by 10 yard square of open grass around Quan Martin. The quarterback tried to negotiate it, tried to get a move on him. And Quan Martin simply stayed disciplined, ran the quarterback out of bounds. Uh, you love to see it from a defensive back and nearly blocked a punt uh, and and uh, on, on one play. But the good thing about it, the beautiful thing about it is missed block punt. Granted, you want to see that thing get blocked, but he also missed the punter in the process. So disciplined rush on special teams, effective, nearly got home. But when he didn't get home, he also didn't draw a flag for the team. You'll also see a couple of plays where he's actually playing from behind the play for one reason or another, uh, gets great pursuit speed catching up to the play. Specifically, there was a second and nine on the Wyoming 26. At this point in time, the Fighting Illini are up 17-3. to three. Heavy offensive formation, so a lot of meat on the offense on the field. Lined up on the defense's right side in a defensive back position. Kind of like a nickel position, but there's no lined up receiver. Everybody's in line, so you have to find him there. Wyoming runs heavy to the right side of the formation. So Quan Martin is on the right side of, or is on the, the left side of the defensive formation. And the offense runs to the right side. Uh, and Martin is able to navigate through all the traffic, through all the blockers, goes around him, doesn't get caught up in the wash. And he finds the ball carrier, despite the fact this running back is surrounded by about four or five white jerseys and helmets. Quan Martin able to diagnose the play, find the ball carrier, comes around the edge, wraps up, drives through the running back, uh, for uh, ends up stopping him for no gain, which is incredibly impressive when you consider that Quan, uh, Quan Martin ran all the way across the field, had a 71.1 coverage grade in that game, gave up four catches on seven targets for 44 yards, had a pass broken up in 53 total coverage snaps, 36 yards given up in the slot. Now, 66% of that coverage was done in man. The commanders like to run a lot of the zone. 63.4 run defense grade, 22 run defense snaps, no tackles, but no missed tackles uh, as well. He did have a tackle on that play that was blown dead, but I don't know if PFF recorded that one so we watched some tape and that's great so that's everything that i saw from emmanuel forbes and uh quan uh quan martin but how is that going to translate to jack del rio's defense as we know it that answer is coming up next on today's episode of locks on commanders <laughs> All right, so we watched some tape on Emmanuel Forbes and Quan Martin. Hopefully, you guys uh, got the got the playlist on subtext and joined me in that. If not, it's okay. Hopefully, I described it uh, effectively enough for you. I'll tell you right now, guys, just watching the games, watching 
uh, those videos. Very excited to see what's to come for these two young men in Jack Del Rio's defense. And now we're going to evaluate that defense and where I think Emmanuel Forbes and Quan Martin fit right now in the Washington Commanders defense. Now, most people call Washington's defense a 4-3 defense, which really is a simplistic way of saying that the Washington Commanders employ even fronts. A lot of times that's four men uh, down in front. Sometimes it's two down linemen, uh, but we even saw an uptick in five down linemen last year, and we even saw some three down linemen sets, which I was a huge fan of. So really going more multiple than anything these days with the Washington Commanders defense, but more even fronts, I think, than odd fronts uh, these days, which I, you know, I happen to love that multiple defensive look really stack up against what the opponent uh, does best. So it makes your, to me, having those multiple looks, right? Having the ability to put five guys down, put four guys down, three guys down, two guys down. Heck, I've seen defenses put one guy down and everybody else is standing up. Really just makes your defense more of an offensive type of defense and that you look to make plays against the offense versus just stopping their plays, right? You're coming out there looking to attack the offense versus just stifle their attack, if that makes sense. And that's my style of defense. So this is where Forbes and Martin, uh, to me, make so much sense because they're both guys who like to go after the ball. We already know Emmanuel Forbes, NCAA record holder for pick sixes in a career, uh, all kinds of interceptions. And if you watch these games, you watch these tip, these tapes uh, that I'm going to send you guys clips for on YouTube, you're going to see that exact behavior from Emmanuel Forbes. This is a dude who absolutely wants to get after the ball, get after the play every single snack. snap. Quan Martin, same type of dude. They're a little bit of different build, a little bit of different skill set, but same type of dude. Wants to get in on the action, wants to be in the middle of the fray. So I think that's what we're going to see this defense try to work more, more towards is the defense that doesn't just come out and stop you, but a defense that also gets things done against you uh, as an opposing offense. Martin is more C-ball, hit ball, and Forbes is more C-ball, get ball. That's kind of the best way I can really put it. So if you really want to nail down a base defense for the Washington Commanders, I would actually say that this base defense, quote unquote, is a 4-2-5 alignment where Washington has four down linemen. So again, we're in that even front, uh, two linebackers on the field and five defensive backs with one of those being what we call the Buffalo nickel uh, from time to time, which is a defensive back where a linebacker would typically be if it was a true 4-3 or what we know as a 4-3. Now in that formation, here's how I anticipate we'll see the commander's defense look to start. OTAs and training camp. So again, a 4-2-5, four down linemen, two linebackers, five defensive backs. Here is my early projection depth chart for the Washington Commanders on the defensive line. Defensive left end, you got Montez Sweat. Your right end is Chase Young. Your left tackle is Deron Payne. Your right tackle is Jonathan Allen. Now we are going to do depth on the line and for the linebackers and all that, but we're going to do that as we get through the draft class uh, and as we do our deep dives into these new players. Today, we're doing secondary because we did a deep dive of Emmanuel Forbes and of Quan Martin. So that's where our deep dive is going to go. Now, I have left cornerback Benjamin St. Juice, and behind him, I've got Christian Holmes and Troy Apke. Full disclosure, look, Troy Apke's on the roster. I know some people don't like him. They don't want him on the roster. I'm not saying Troy Apke's going to make the active roster. What I'm doing is plugging in the guys that are on the roster right now. So we know some of these guys won't be on the roster, but they are right now. So I'm plugging him in. So if you don't like Troy Apke, don't come at me. I'm not saying he's going to make the team. I'm just putting him on there because he's on the team as we speak today. Okay. Left quarterback, Benjamin St. Jude's Christian Holmes, uh, backing him up. Troy Apke, I've got penciled in right now as the third guy. Right cornerback, rookie Emmanuel Forbes. I've got him on the right side. Again, I told you he played right side mostly at Mississippi State. Benjamin St. Juice played left side 
while he was healthy last year. It fits. It works. They're very similar type players as far as length and dimension and all that stuff. Backing up Emmanuel Forge right now, I've got penciled in Tariq Castro-Fields, second-year cornerback out of Penn State. First year was last year, obviously, played mostly special teams. Got a couple of slot snaps as well, so maybe we can see the Washington Mayors try to cross-train him in the slot. Behind them, I've got Cameron Dantzler. Cameron Dantzler may end up flipping, and Tariq Castro may end up behind him. I don't know, but Cam Dantzler is kind of the new kid in town, so I'm giving the edge to Tariq Castro-Fields, who has been in town uh, for at least a year. In the nickel right now, I've got Kendall Fuller, the veteran, sliding inside to the nickel. Now, let's be completely honest here. When, if and when the situation arises, the Washington Mayors don't have three cornerbacks on the field, Kendall Fuller could still be the starting opposite corner of Benjamin St. Juice. Emmanuel Forbes comes off the field. And then basically when, when Kendall needs to go to nickel, Emmanuel Forbes comes out, if that makes sense. But again, going with that 4-2-5 depth chart, this is uh, the fifth defensive back position is the nickel. I've got Kendall Fuller in there, Quan Martin, I've got penciled in as the backup. Essentially, if Kendall Fuller is going to get benched, one of these two rookies or both of these rookies are going to show the commanders early on that they're worth benching Kendall Fuller for. Basically, look at William Jackson's situation last year. That's a situation where it got to a point where the commanders said, you know what? Putting Benjamin outside, putting a younger guy inside is better than having William Jackson out there. These two guys are essentially going to have to push Kendall Fuller out. The commanders are not just going to slide him out the door. I don't believe anyway. Uh, Danny Johnson behind Quan Martin and then Rashad Wild Goose behind them as your nickel corner depth. Linebackers, uh, Mike linebacker, Cody Barton, weak side, strong side, linebacker, Jamin Davis. He lines up on both. He's not really dedicated to one side or the other. We'll talk more about that when we get to linebackers uh, later on in this process. Strong safety, your starting strong safety is Cameron Curl. His backup is Jeremy Reed. Your starting free safety, Derek Forrest behind him. We've got Percy Butler and Demarcus Fields who started off as an undrafted rookie uh, with New Orleans Saints, now he's with Washington. Again, I'm not saying that DeMarcus Fields is going to make the active roster. He's on the roster today as we stand, as we record this episode. Therefore, I'm going to slot him, and I believe he's going to be slotted as a free safety uh, to come in and compete as a depth player. So after some film study, after some analysis, after looking at the players on the roster, that is where I see Emmanuel Forbes and Quan Martin sliding in immediately with this roster. Now, again, this is just OTAs, training camp. We'll see how things go. Brian Robinson Jr. started last training camp as a backup running back, was a starter very, very quickly. So we'll see what these young guys can bring to the field. That wraps up our first two draft picks. Our next two draft picks, both offensive linemen. So we're going to do another double-dip film study. We're going to get Ricky Stromberg out there. We're going to get Braden Daniels out there. I'm going to find the best clips I can of them so I can send you guys an accessible uh, playlist to go along with if you want to, and we will talk about offensive linemen as best as I can. I'm not an O-line expert. I'm, I'm not an NFL scout, period. So again, uh, take a grain of salt with all of this because this is just my humble opinion of what I'm seeing on film. Um, so that's coming up later on. We'll do an offensive line depth chart reset as well, and then we'll continue on down the list of draft picks. Eventually, even if it's a group that didn't have a, a draft pick in it, we will still talk about those updated depth charts as well. So if you have some opinions about where I line people up, if you watch these film, these, these games and you disagree with something I saw or you think I missed something or an added something uh, you want to go on and, and throw in there, please go ahead and uh, let me know. In the meantime, I want to thank you for making Locked On Commanders your first listen or your first view of the day today and every day or speaking of my everydayers, we'll be back tomorrow for more film study, for more depth chart resets, uh, so on and so forth. If you've got questions, comments, Send them to me via email. 
at LockedOnCommanders at gmail.com, on Twitter at dharrison82, in the YouTube comments, or again, text me anytime at 202-760-2644 via subtext. Signing off for today, I'm David Harrison, staff writer for Commander Country Park Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation, credential member of the media covering your Washington Commanders, more importantly, hanging out with you here five days a week. Till we speak again, if you're out and about, please be safe, be kind to one another, and I'll see you next time right back here for another episode of Locked On Commanders, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM.